and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. It's our first one for this week. And uh, uh, there are a lot of things that uh, we need to get to. But can I catch us up at least one thing? Because I must confess to you, Britt, I hate myself. Why do you hate yourself? I I really do hate myself. And I told Jane I hate myself. Because on Friday, I watched almost the entire televised NRA speeches wow by politicians jesus in houston i i don't know why i i hated myself wow i I watched ted cruz um of course you know trump at at the end there and in the middle if he can fit in the middle was north carolina's lieutenant governor mark robinson yeah, and I'm sure that his thinking was, uh, "This is how you, this is how you get a national name. This is how you roll it out." And he was as disgusting as the rest of them. Yeah, not more. Off the wall. Yeah, that's uh, hard. That that's that's an impossible. Yeah. You know, who's your favorite kid? That's who's fair. the biggest uh, jerk? Yeah. Who's the biggest pandering? Pro gun, you're a couple hundred miles away from what happened now a week ago. And okay, but here's the point here's the point because I got a clip. I got oh, clip. good, 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 good. And the reason that I've got a clip, and it isn't even from the NRA convention, but it may as well be. Uh, this is Mark Robinson, the lieutenant governor of North Carolina, a Republican. And by the way, there are so many things wrong with our political system, federally, state by state, and clearly, clearly one of the problems. And it's not just North Carolina. Lieutenant governor and governor should run as a team the way president and vice president do. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's completely nuts. Because if something happens to your governor during their term, what, you get a, a a substitute governor until the next election of the other party? Really? Is that the it, was that the intention somewhere, somehow, some way? Really? But anyway, that's beside the point. And I'm really good at beside the point, Sam. Besides the point. Roy Cooper today, today being Tuesday, called out Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, And not specifically for what he said at the NRA, which was bad enough, but for what he says about AR-15s in general. He says them apparently at every speech when he goes around the state or the country. He said these words, shame the state. So when you talk about shame, who's better than Mark Robinson these days to represent the state of North Carolina and shame us all? Here you go. It's 35 seconds of Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina. Here's Mark Robinson. <clears throat> well, I tell anybody, I don't have, I got them AR-15s at home and I like to go target shooting and all that, but that's not what they're there for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
<laughs> I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm probably not supposed to say it, but <laughs> I'm going to say it anyway. I got them AR-15s in case the government gets too big for its britches. Because I'm going to fill the backside of them britches with some lead. I'm going to just say it to you. I'm going to say it to you plain. Your boy ain't going down without, he ain't going down without swinging. Well, there you go. There you Sorry, go. was was that Shucky Ducky from an appearance at Showtime at the Apollo, or was that Mark Robinson, the Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina? Oh, by by the way, Britt, it, it did come complete with the uh, do rag wiping the face oh. because of the sweat in the middle. That's what the pauses were. That was that was people may not know. People who are listening to us may not know. He's a massive man. He he's got to be four bills, right? He's got to be four hundred pounds. Like- who is that guy on you now there's a guy on uh, uh Breaking Bad yeah and Better Call Saul big big black guy. he's ho- yeah. he's great he's a great I, mean, I don't remember his name he looks just like him I don't he know he looks just like him um uh, people again the Mark Robinson sort of rose to prominence in a viral video the mayor of Greensboro was trying to cancel a gun show. It was after, and I, it's been so many mass shootings ago, I can't remember, Brad. I can't remember which one it was. He goes to a city council meeting. He does three or four minutes of yelling, screaming, spitting. It goes viral, and then the right-wing bullshit blogs pick it up, and that's why he is now our lieutenant governor. I, I hope he was able to get into his bread and butter. The gun stuff has been on the back burner for Mark Robinson. He's a big-time gay hater and trans hater, and I hope he was able to to get into some of that at the National Rifle Association Convention. So Roy Cooper, the current real governor of North Carolina, <laughs> is, real is one. calling out the lieutenant governor yeah. and would-be governor yeah. of North Carolina. And Roy Cooper can't run for re-election. And uh, uh, let me note something that was rattling around in the back of whatever passes for my mind the last few days, last few weeks, actually. There was a big conference, I believe, down in in Florida by Democrats recently. Yeah, they're always they're always doing these strategy things. What the hell are we going to do? And the news that comes out of it is, well, what about if Joe Biden doesn't run in 2024? Who's on the bench? Who do we call? And you may be surprised at this. But one of the names really close, if not at the top of the list, is Roy Cooper of North Carolina for the uh, simplest of reasons, which is he is a Democratic governor who has won twice in a reddening state. Mm-hmm. So it's often thought that those are the kind of guys uh, who, can, who can translate whatever they have that enabled them to win in a state like North Carolina nationally it doesn't mean he's running it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything except that it means something if it ends up uh, being true and and we will of course mark this uh on our little ledger here and remind everyone of it if roy cooper happens to become the next president of the united states <laughs> of course here, uh, it doesn't appear ready to happen but but it's just kind of interesting and when roy cooper calls out mark robinson who is as vociferous and obnoxious a proponent of unfettered ownership of guns and the use of them is irrelevant, apparently, whether they're involved in 
uh, mass shootings at schools or grocery stores or in the hundreds of crimes, thousands of crimes that occur in this country, I think, every day. And before anybody plays the card, and I don't know whether anybody's bothered to play this, well, what about the 30 people that died over Memorial Day weekend from gunshots? How come nobody's saying anything about that? Well, why am I saying something about it? Because I read it everywhere, and I read articles about it everywhere, and people are saying things about it. It's just that it isn't 20 children under the age of 12, which tends to focus the mind and get more press attention. But don't you always love that one when they, they, they try to uh, downplay a mass shooting by saying, well, what about all the individual oh, yeah. shootings? What about the only two or three at a time shootings? How come you don't say anything about that? What about Chicago? What's yeah. the deal with, how come you don't talk about Chicago? The south side well, of Chicago is know, always, what? it's always low hanging fruit for these people. Yeah. Well, what the hell do you think bad, bad Leroy Brown was? What's the first line of that song, Britt? Go ahead. South side of Chicago is the baddest part of town. Exactly. Exactly. Come on. If you go down there, you better best beware of a man named Doodoo Brown, who was just performing on Doodoo Showtime Brown. at the Apollo. You just heard him. <laughs> Here's uh, Lindsay is is uh, saying, wondering what Mark Robinson's opinion is on abortion. Well, if there was a genetic marker for gay, he'd be in favor of aborting that fetus at any point in time, correct? No, Mark Robinson is is fully against abortion unless they're going to be gay he's he's a hundred percenter no for don't even bring that up Brett. that's not that's that's not even it isn't even doesn't even it's not even necessary to snark this one because i'm in the i know you're in the i know you're in the moment with the with this and with the gun thing but he's mr anti-gay he's mr anti-transgender he is the poster child for the republican party on this stuff he's that's not the point you don't have to be a gay fetus for mark robinson to want to protect you or you don't have to be a straight fetus, I guess, for Mark Robinson to want to protect you. Okay, but it helps. <laughs> yeah, but he, but it wouldn't. No, that's but that's that's the point. You get protection whether you're gay or straight. Now, when you're out of the um, out of the womb, when you're actually walking around, you're fucked because you know he's going to put some lead in you if you come anywhere near his uh, front door for any reason whatsoever. I want you to imagine a scenario. Uh, and hopefully you're alive in 20 years and I'm alive in 20 years. And I want you to really lean into this. I would be, uh, I'm not going to say how old you would be. I would be 71 years old, 20 years from now. I would be 73. (laughs) I want you to imagine there's still a, an Academy award ceremony. They're still having, it's still broadcast on worldwide, whatever we're watching stuff on 20 years from now. And Tom Cruise is still alive and they bring him forward to have a, they want to give him a special award. Tom Cruise is the man that brought America back to the theaters, Brad. He's the guy. Can you, can you imagine the success of this top gun movie in 2022 as COVID is starting to rise again, or is continuing to rise again, getting Americans back into the theater for top gun Maverick. Wow. There's a lot moving back and forth. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on, on this story i mean everyone that's seen that movie over the weekend says it's great okay so just just separate the fact that everything you know about tom cruise makes him into a hideous person that you would yeah. not want to know Correct. okay mr scientology 
Exactly. And, and that's just the beginning of it. I mean, he's just, just a, a dreadful, dreadful person on, on, on so many levels, at least the way he's been in public, from the couch jumping to the threats to the, the weirdness to the number of people who he's apparently abused along the way on, on, on sets and, and, and things of that sort. And um, isn't Nicole Kidman, isn't that a case where if you bring his name up around her, you know, she runs the other direction. And in his case, if you bring her name up to him, I don't know, um, he has like a hit squad come after you. So I don't know what that's all about, right? I mean, did she, did, did, did he shit in her bed too? I mean, Tom Cruise is, is just, I, I don't, I don't like the guy. I have no reason to like him, but he's, he's a savant. He's a control freak and he puts out movies that a lot of people like, not me. I, I'm trying to remember the last Tom Cruise movie I paid to see. And you know what? It might have been Top Gun, the original. Jesus, 36 That's years how ago. long I've never, never seen any of the Mission Impossible movies. Not interested. Jerry Maguire? You never saw Jerry Maguire? I have not seen Jerry Maguire. In fact, it's in my DVR on the things that, God damn it, let's watch this tonight. And then we never do, but I, I have it. I think, Cuba, I I think like uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. became like the third black person ever to win an acting award for his I role understand. in that film. I, I understand that, but I just, I haven't seen it. Now, if your question is 20 years from now, if the world gets back to whatever passes for normal and someone can point to this movie on this weekend as being the turning point where we came out of whatever alleged funk and aversion to going to movie theaters. Remember, it was just a year ago. None of us was ever, ever going to go to a movie theater ever again. Fortunately, that didn't happen. In fact, just about every life has changed permanently in blank because of COVID, and it'll never be the same again. Almost every one of those predictions has turned out to not be true. No one will ever go to a gym again. Everyone's going to have a Peloton in their house, and no, well, that turned out not to be true. That's true. Um, you could just run down the whole list. Zoom. No one's ever going to business travel again. Everyone's going to Zoom forever, uh, except for you and me. Of course, we do. <laughs> but um, no kid, no kid is ever going to go back to a live classroom. Si- oh shit, that would have been right. a bad idea, actually. I think. That's right. Um, so, will Tom Cruise ever become the beloved figure that you know? What I'm thinking of like of another person. Of different of another generation who had a diff like an Orson Welles, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Orson Welles was a difficult guy to work with, yeah. and he made several great movies. Then he made some flopperoos, but when you look at what were his flopperoos now, they're pretty damn good. Yeah. And, and, and he really is recognized as one of the greatest of the greats. And at the end of his life, there was no hostility against Orson Welles, and he did receive all the awards and things of that sort. But on, on the other hand, he wasn't he wasn't as fucked up as Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is just a weird guy. So long story, long answer. No, Tom Cruise will not get the Thalberg Award 
Tom Cruise will not be the Steven Spielberg of, of actors. He just won't be. I don't think he will. I, I was, uh, the, if you go on Rotten Tomatoes, I don't know if that's the site that you go, certainly you've heard of it. The, the agreement between the audience and the critics on this movie is stunning. I mean, it, it, usually the critics go one way. If they love a movie, the audience is like, nah, it's okay. Both are like well over 90%. And I, I don't know if I quite get it. Obviously, I haven't seen the movie. I was in the wheelhouse. I was a teenager when that film came out, full of all sorts of testosterone and semen and all of the things that it would take him to go see the stupid. And I, 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 didn't, I didn't go see it. And I, I just hope. And I wait, 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 hang on. Are you telling me you've never seen the first Top Gun? I've seen most of it. I've seen bits and pieces. I know enough to get. Well, oh, wait. So you never really saw it. No, you've seen. No, I experienced. Okay, just say, I've, just say it. I, I've got a whole list of those. You know that. I, I, I got a. You know what? I just thought thought of another one. I saw it because it was came up in in some venue the other day. I've never seen a League of Their Own. Oh yeah, that's a good one. You should see that. But uh, I, I, I just this this comfort food of this mid to late '80s Cold War chest thumping as we go toward Cold War II. I, I don't. I just. I'm very reticent that we're going to plunge back into that. I'm very, well, very reticent of that, I, about that. I think you are very early and on to something that will be revealed over the next few days and weeks when how should we say it, more sophisticated reviewers yeah. look at this movie, no matter how well it's accepted. No ma- because if the theme of it is, um, it's the hardware stupid, it's the weapons stupid, kind of, if, if it's when you strip everything away in the movie, if it's the special effects stupid, oh wait, oh, Tom Cruise risked his life hanging out of a plane stupid, kind of, if that's, if that's what it is, you will be vindicated in what you're saying right now and proven right by a lot of folks because it, it, it's true. Maybe the timing of this is perfect. We're arming a country that we consider friendly against that same enemy, right, that existed when the first Top Gun movie came out, except the enemy had a different name, it was still the Soviet Union, was it not? It was Wasn't that movie in the 80s before was, the Soviet Union? It was like 1986. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, so I think you have um, you've hit it right there. Well, right there. The, the, the target just split apart because you, you hit it, but nobody knows it yet. And that's why we get the big bucks yeah, oh, sure. for being the premier podcasters oh, yeah. in the country that nobody knows. Come hang out of my jacuzzi. We're, happy with that. Sure. We're good with that. No, I, good. I, I just, I, I've often said this for people who try to romanticize the 80s, and I think you've kind of tempered some of that. Uh, there was a period of time when this chest-thumping, testosterone, Reagan-era bullshit, it was Rocky Four. it was this film, it was Red Dawn, it was We're Gonna Kick Your Ass, we're going to have a couple of sex scenes in the movie and Kenny, Kenny Loggins will do the soundtrack and America's going to just throw its dick in everybody's face. That's basically what it was for a few years. And it, it's, it, it's, it was horrible, but people bought into it and loved it. And I, I understand this is not a film for you to go to the theaters and think about. You don't have to think about this movie. If you want to feel good, you feel good. We've had a couple of rough years in America. I don't know if you've been reading about this, but we've had a couple of really, really tough years in America. 
And times aren't that great for a lot of people. And I understand the idea of escapism. But God, if they're going to try to sell this Cold War macho bravado, I, I'm going to lose it. I'm sorry. But, I can't deal. To be fair, we haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen the film. I haven't seen the film. So I therefore, really it might be great. Therefore. That'd be fantastic. We're going back to uh, Mark Robinson for just a moment because a couple people reminding us. Uh, he, uh, his wife, he bought a he bought an abortion for his then girlfriend who he married back in the day, and uh, well, he does no, not thirty years ago. And he's a yeah. fucking hypocrite because now he wants to not allow women the same choice. Right. That that one was he was he married to her yet or were they? No, they uh, were they were not together? married at the time, and they said it was uh, the wrong decision, and they do not disclose. Why they chose to make that decision, and, and why and they by want the to take way, away from other people. Uh, I understand that Lieutenant Governor Robinson has asked the Republican legislature to officially change in the North Carolina dictionary the phrase "shotgun marriage" into an AK-47 marriage. Oh yeah, you see what I you see what I did there? You see oh, what I did there, yeah. Kevin? Yeah. Oh yeah. hell yeah. yeah! I see what you did there, Kevin. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh boy! All right. Um, oh, can, can I? Uh, uh, while we're doing things like talking about movies, um, and we get closer to some kind of moment where local newspapers that are not called the New York Times or Washington Post become just complete whining for your birdcage. Oh, yeah. And it isn't even like it's happening slowly, but it really sped up for me in the last couple days because Monday was Memorial Day. And, and, and keep in mind, this is now a, you know, we're into the, the first full year of my total disgust with the local paper because last August they raised the price of a subscription by 40%. Jesus. $25 a month, suddenly, overnight. Now, I give them credit. They they saw rampant inflation coming, so they did get out ahead of that to help feed it. <laughs> um, and I thought that was just outrageous. But they've made some kind of calculation that the number of people who would drop the daily subscription to the news and record of Greensboro uh, was far fewer than the amount of money they would gain by the higher subscription. And of course, they, you know, they, they weigh that before they raise the price. And they did that. On Monday, Memorial Day, I go outside and there's no paper there. And they have this phone number you can call. And it's a fake phone number. It feels good. It's got a menu, and you, you put in your address and who you are. And thank you for telling us. We'll have another paper delivered to you by 11 o'clock. No, there's no paper that ever gets delivered on a day that you ever call that you didn't get a paper. It's fake. It's just a fraud, okay? Any other service would go out of business if they did it that way, right? You're, you just can't do that. You, you can't do that, but they do. And because in the case of a newspaper, you know, you can look at it online, which I am fully aware of that. I know that that exists. That's not the point. <laughs> yeah. Are you aware of this thing called the Internet? <laughs> That's great. All right. 
Then, after I've dialed this number and before I've told them on Monday that I didn't get the paper, and then it rings, and then the first thing coming, there will be no physical newspaper today, Monday, because of the holiday. We'll resume delivery on Tuesday. Wow. That's right. This is the first time that's happened. Wow. They've now thrown in the towel and said the idea of a daily newspaper being delivered to you is we're done with that. And and here we go. Here's the first time. Now, around the country, around the country, a lot of larger papers than the one that's here have gone more radically to that model. They only publish two days a week physically and deliver it two days a week, maybe three days, right? Mm-hmm. You know about you know, the Cleveland Plain Dealer for years has not had seven day a week print. It just doesn't. But here they held out. Now it's started. All right. So that's bad. Okay. I get it. I understand. I do. But then today, which is Tuesday, and we talk about this all the time, and we all know, please don't text me or put something on the bottom of the screen. I know that newspapers now have staffs, no matter how big the paper is, unless again, it's the Washington post or the New York times. Correct. Of a bare minimum of people. I mean, there aren't even people there to, to turn off the lights in the building that they abandon, that they're ready to tear down. The paper just kind of exists on some computer screen somewhere who knows? Um, and on Tuesday, the physical paper had nothing in its sports section about what I think probably was the biggest, maybe the second biggest. It could argue, depending on what the biggest sporting event in North Carolina on Monday. That would be a game seven. Yeah of the National Hockey League team, the Hurricanes, getting blown out by the New York Rangers. And I'm no hockey fan. I don't care about hockey. I didn't watch the game. But I had kind of a purient interest in finding out the score. And I think I tuned in at the very end, and I saw what it was like, 5-1. to or Okay, fine. And that was on Monday. So Tuesday, the paper resumes its delivery. And there's nothing in the sports section, not a thing about the game. Well, it must obviously because it ended, you know, at 11.30. No, this game was in the afternoon. This game was at 3, 4 in the afternoon, okay? So when you look at your local paper now, and you can see that every article in there is something that is either pre-produced syndicated bullshit or if it is about something that's going on in the world right now, it has to be two days old. You can only, for instance, in our local sports section, have several articles about the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. Who played their game seven when? On Sunday. So by Tuesday, they've got – it's pathetic. Didn't, I mean, we get a, didn't, didn't you get a Cracker Jack recap of the Coca-Cola 600, which was run on Sunday night? Didn't you get that on, on the Tuesday paper? Oh, no, there's nothing in there. No, you can't have that. Oh, that's you not happening. That. But the Boston Game 7 victory over Miami on Sunday is uh, front and center? Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Um, but wait, 
There's more. There's more. Ron Popeil. Their website. If you go to greensboro.com, that's their website. There's still nothing about the Carolina Hurricanes. Obviously, that has nothing to do with the timing anymore because it's it's the web. Again, I'm not a big hockey fan, but fucking A, it's the NHL team that's pretty close by that's a big deal to a lot of sports fans. Mm-hmm. They don't even have it on their website. It's Joel, their- Embiid, Joel Embiid's having hand surgery. That That's one of the stories that bumps the Carolina yeah. Hurricanes. But what, what I'm saying is that they they're admitting their own irrelevance and they don't care. And they're just begging me to say, no, Moss, you win. I have to say, as an, as an old guy who's rapidly approaching getting all of the senior citizen discounts, uh, one of the things that I enjoyed when I was growing up, my grandmother would get daily delivery of the Asheville Citizen Times, which was a big city newspaper to me. And I would go after school and we would read it and I would look at it. and I really enjoyed it. And one of the things I would enjoy when we would go on summer vacation whether it was Philadelphia, Nashville, D.C., is getting the local paper. I really enjoyed getting that. And now there's there's like nobody's ever going to – it's right. not a thing. It's right. not a thing anymore. That's not going to – <laughs> it's, it's just not – and I enjoy, one of the things that I also enjoyed when we go on the road in places like that, Brad, listening to the local radio stations. Uh, Again, dead, thought, gone. But the fact is these entities, they still exist. Yeah, okay? barely. And if they're going to – if they're going to – continue to exist they can't play the fool the customer game no. and get away with it for you, you just can't do it but they you, do play the i don't give a shit do it. but they're playing the i don't give a shit about the customer game and they're doing that beautifully they're 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 killing that no argument there did no, you see now, that they took out now you see the story a couple of weeks ago they took out the very last payphone in new york city they removed the very last payphone in the entire. Okay. You you just you just out Andy Rooney'd me by a factor of fifty by, by even mentioning that story because it, that you know what that that truly was a story that that wasn't a story because the real York. story is that um, payphones have not been available really anywhere for about ten years or fifteen years and just because the last one is gone yeah it's kind of kind of a curiosity in new york yeah but they have they've they've set up some places where you can make phone calls like just on like a cell phone (laughs) you mean like like police station like stuff like that uh like the police station so breaking news now the clinton campaign lawyer who had lied about the russia trump connection apparently found not guilty of lying about the russia trump connection which means there was a Russia Trump connection. This is what your uncle Oscar was screaming about with the Durham investigation on yeah. uh, Thanksgiving and at Christmas. Right. And this was we got him. We got this Clinton son of a bitch, and he's going down. And, and well, he didn't. He didn't exactly go down. He's been acquitted. No conspiracy. Well, Britta, no conclu- as you no know, collusion. You know, it's 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 Hillary Clinton that was <laughs> in the pocket of the Russians the whole time, and then they tried to make Donald Trump look all right. Now you're you're lucky that you know me because guess who was watching Fox at noon? Oh boy! When that decision came down, and you're talking to him right now, and it was hilarious, hilarious to uh, listen to the recitation of the story on Fox, which in effect did what all Republicans do now, which is disregard the law, disregard the institution 
apparently the unanimous jury, of course, got it wrong. Uh, apparently the unanimous jury just didn't see the facts as we have been reciting them on Fox primetime for several years. Um, but what makes it even worse is the uh, prosecutor in the case who was hired, I guess he was an ex well, this John Durham guy, he said all the right things that you're supposed to say after a decision is made. He said, we respect the decision of the jury. You're not supposed to say that, are you, Britt? No, no. Aren't you supposed to, to say it was fixed? Um, we're going to appeal. We're going to appeal this to Mars. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, and what, and what can you say? Yeah, because as you know, Donald Trump was 100% exonerated of everything that's wow. ever been alleged about him. What about that? How come we don't hear anything about that? Uh, certainly Bill Barr made it seem that way. Certainly Bill right. Barr's statement uh, about the report. Yeah, that's that certainly made it seem that way. But no, that's yeah. not what happened at all. And that's when Trump came out with the no collusion, no conspiracy uh, thing. And now they can't yeah. find anything. Yeah. They, and I, but we still, hey, wait a minute. Hunter Biden's laptop. Now that's gonna that's gonna bear fruit. It's it it never stops talking. <laughs> Hunter Biden's laptop. I wish I see that's one of those things where we should make Hunter Biden's laptop into a character. That, if we were if we were still on the mighty one hundred and one, I would have made it into a character with a disembodied voice, and we would talk. Yeah, we're talking Hunter, to Hunter Biden's, Biden's laptop right now. That's yeah. exactly what right. Would, we're what, what, would your, what would your voice be? It would be like for Hunter those, Biden. It would be one of those like uh, disembodied computer pixelated voices. Oh yeah. Yeah, we could have a filter. We could have a that's filter that, and uh, make that's it. That's how you do oh, it. By the way, just, one more yeah. thing, which will glide us into something. Else. Um, while I was beating up the the uh, news and record, apparently I have reached some status at the paper. And by the way, Alan Johnson, who's the editorial page uh, editor, and he writes a column for them every Sunday. He's a great guy. He's one of the last men standing there, a actual real person who is in Greensboro and lives here and works at the paper. He's a great guy. I've talked to him many times over the years. And apparently I've reached the point where when I write a letter to the editor, they don't even call me anymore to verify that it was me. They don't do it. In, in this particular case, they didn't make any changes. I wrote a letter on Thursday and it was in the Sunday paper. It was in this. It was the lead first letter. And it was all about Richard Burr. And I said what a disappointment Burr was and how he's gone into hiding because he's just trying to get the hell out of Congress without getting nailed for insider trading. Uh, his net worth went from 186000 to, you know, seven and a half million from the time he was first elected congressman to right now or last year. So being a congressman, it's not a it's not a poverty stricken job like uh, you're led to believe how how much people give up to to uh, be in congress you remember how many times you've heard that one oh mm -hmm. i could have been in private sector i could have made zillions of dollars but i'm i'm toiling over here in congress for the people and that richard burr if he wanted to do one last thing to at least attempt to salvage whatever horrible reputation he has as yet another third-rate inconsequential republican u.s senator from north carolina the list is endless Hello, John East. Who? Oh, <laughs> That's a million of them. Lock Faircloth. Holy shit. Lock Faircloth. That's a good one. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, uh, he could decide to do the right thing and say, I am going to vote 
with Democratic senators on reasonable gun legislation right now, background checks, universal background checks, red flag laws, age requirements. He could do that. And you know what? The NRA couldn't fund a primary opponent against him and ruin his life and destroy him. He couldn't do it. Now, will Richard Burr do that here? No. Haven't heard a word from him on this. Have you? Haven't heard a word. Why would we? I, I, I've lowered my expectations so much. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I just, yes. By yeah. the way, the last line of my letter is don't hold your breath. Exactly. Sorry. Had, had to do that. Um, the phrase of the, the year, maybe. The last phrase of the year, inadvertently, and uh, not without any sense of cynicism, did come from President Biden the last few days. And it's being repeated, and I don't hear anybody going after it the way uh, we're about to go after it. Here's the phrase. It's a two-worder coming out of Joe Biden. Ready? Reasonable Republicans. <laughs> that's cute. First of all, first of all, that's the obvious oxymoron of the decade, right? Is it reasonable or is it rational? Can't remember which one it is. There's a there's a problem with conservatism as far as branding goes, and you you remember that you know there was because Bush came up with that phrase, compassionate conservative, right? I'm a compassionate conservative. You had to kind of tender it a little bit because conservatives are being are seen as being stringent hard asses who cannot admit faults or change course for anything, right? Boy, but, but, but that's the exception. The Republicans they, they live off of destroying you with. With yeah. two word slogans. That's true. Okay. That was that was the you know that was a, a bad one. Yeah, it's rational Republicans. That's 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 what it is. Uh, Biden says Mitch McConnell is quote a rational Republican to work on gun control with him. And come on. Who and of course Biden has to do that. He has to to to, to take the high road here and, and give them the space. But this is the ultimate, you know, uh Charlie Brown and, and, and the football that we've seen a million times. Is it going to be different? this time? If it is different this time, if uh, people like John Cornyn, the senior senator from Texas, the one who wasn't insulted at a sushi restaurant by some crazed liberal on Friday, that was Ted Cruz. Yeah. Um, if, if, if Cornyn is actually serious and they are going to have a Zoom call, I believe it was uh, today, Tuesday, where 10 senators are going to see if they could find some common ground. OK, this, you know, this is like being in a fucking marriage. And in the first year of your marriage, he doesn't pick up his underwear. And you think, you know what? I'm not going to fight him. He doesn't do it. But it's driving you crazy. And year after you never picks up his. I promise I'll do it. You're in year 40 of the marriage. He's never going to pick up his underwear. What are you thinking? He is not going to pick up his underwear. The only difference is in year 40, that underwear is way nastier than it was in year one. And it's I fairly crusty. It's, it's a fairly yeah. crusty. Uh, the, yeah. the, again, we've seen this song before. Nine and a half years after Sandy Hook, Joe Manchin got some guys together. They talked to the NRA. He sat down with some NRA guys and said, look. We need to just let's do some background checks. Let's do just some simple things. And the NRA was like, "We're good. Let's sit down. Let's negotiate. We'll give you this. You get this. We don't like this. You like, we'll do it." 
and then gun there there's some gun nuts that are crazier than wait can i just interject this as if the NRA is, are they the fourth branch of government, Britt? Well, Do you negotiate with the NRA? I mean, think of, think of what you just said. It feels a lot like it. It feels yeah. quite a bit like it. Um, so other groups that are more radical than the National Rifle Association, and there are some, look up Gun Owners of America. They started getting on their mailing list telling their members, the NRA is about to sell your fucking asses out. You need to raise hell. They did. The NRA said, we're out. This thing's really kind of working for us. So you just go along your merry way. We'll have some more dead kids for you next week. Mm-hmm. Didn't we have Larry that guy Christmas. on on, uh, on ZGK, the one Larry, is it Larry Platt? Was that no. the guy who was the head of Gun Owners Association of America? When the National Rifle Association is just too, too reasonable, too calm for you, there's the Gun Owners of America. And I still say, and you can and you can make fun of me all you want to. I still say that it is absolutely a hundred percent fair to point out that there is an economic system that benefits getting dangerous weapons into dangerous people's hands. And if you don't name Ted Bud's name in the next breath after you say that, it's over. You are completely legitimate. It's completely fair, and I, I don't give a shit what they call I'm not it. Making, I, I I will just put this in on behalf of, of the president and the, uh, I guess, 89% of us, when we're polled, say we want these no-brainer, reasonable regulations put in place, which, uh, as you know, most of us who think that these regulations should be put in we think that if they're put in place, there will never, ever be another mass shooting, right? We believe that, that, that every, every one of those... Re- Okay, so that, I love that argument. Don't you love yeah. that one? That if there were these rules in place, that would not have stopped this particular. Yeah. Inc- no, what we're aiming that's, for that's is great, that's a great reason to never do anything, right? Because well, you. <laughs> what we're what we're aiming for for those people that would actually make that argument is maybe not have one every day. <laughs> maybe slow it down to you know four or five times a year, and then we can work from there. That's what we're trying to work for, isn't it? Right, right. Um, but when you when you reach this point, um, the only way that quote unquote rational Republicans do what rational people would be doing, and you know, remember, we have a political system that, by definition, I think we've figured this out. And we understand that it's true. Rewards minority rule and obstructionism over majority rule in almost every case. We've seen it time after time, court decision after court decision. I was uh, I was reading a piece, and I, I'm not going to try to call it up here right now, but apparently there really was a period similar in the uh, 1840s and 1850s to what we have now. And it went through, I believe, three different presidents where they had a huge majority on the Supreme Court that kept ruling in favor of slavery over and it doesn't matter what the the decision. I think it was the Kansas-Nebraska Act was the first thing that came up. And for about 15 years, those presidents stacked the Supreme Court uh, 
later that was called packing it. But <laughs> that didn't count because it only was really packing it when Franklin Roosevelt said, I'm going to actually add more justices. So, Which he, he was not allowed to do, and it was struck down. He didn't, he didn't do it. That's right. He didn't do it anyway. But he would have if he could have. He would have if he could have. Most important thing. But, but, but the point is that by the end of that 15-year period, what happened? We got civil war. We got real civil war because America, in the whole, was not going to tolerate minority rule. That's really what it was. So if you want to play the analogy game, what's going on? Right, We have minority rule right now. We have a Supreme Court that has been completely bludgeoned and tilted in the direction of minority rule. Uh, we have justices, many of them now appointed by presidents who didn't get the majority of the popular vote. Uh, we have a couple who are in there only because the rules and customs were changed by Mitch McConnell to slide them through. So we have a court now that's going to rule on issue after issue against the wishes of the majority. And I understand we don't rule by referendum in this country. That's not the point. We don't put everything. But the courts at some level have to reflect what people in the United States care about and desire to happen without leaning on this whacked, fucked up originalist idea that whatever was written in 1787, the ink has dried, nothing can be interpreted or changed or altered, except by amendment, which there will never, ever be another constitutional amendment as long as we live, right? That's for there sure. There will never, ever be one, so forget, forget that. That's not going to change. So um, this, this whole thing now with... Uh, gun regulation and the decision that's about to come out in the New York case in the Supreme Court, um, which is going to strike down some of the, uh, the, the local laws there um, on background checks and that the state of New York, they're going to get struck down by the Supreme Court. I mean, th that's just another example. This is if, if you think the ruling on Roe versus Wade is against majority opinion in the country. Well, so is this ruling on guns and the fact that it's going to come out well in the next week or so maybe two weeks whenever the uh, decisions really they, they come out right in june um, um it's going to tear the country apart even more it's going to underscore the divisions in our country that the republican party listen closely it's not both sides do it it's the republican party that has seen little cracks and decided to drive a bulldozer through them and wreck basic civil discourse in the pursuit of permanent political power. Ooh, I kind of like that. Should have written that one down. Like you that. also said, you said a funny word a moment ago. You said gun and you followed it by the, the word regulation, which the, the, the root word of that is regulate. You know, the word regulated actually appears in the Second Amendment. That word is actually in the Second Amendment. Did you know that? I hear that that's true. <laughs> but of course, but Britt, the, the words well-regulated, those are the two forgotten words. Of course. In the Second 
Of course. Right. Exactly. And of, right. And, and of course, uh, those of us who believe that it's probably not a good idea to uh, allow unfettered access to um, handguns, shotguns, rifles, semi-automatic weapons, yeah. weapons of war. Um, we believe that those two words, well-regulated, doesn't just apply to the militia, a well-regulated militia, right? And if it does apply to well-regulated militia, it doesn't say that you can't regulate them beyond that. So I've always thought that the most disingenuous interpretation of the Second Amendment, which is used by quote-unquote originalists, is just so off the charts that it's it's beyond belief. And that clip, and we can play it on the next podcast if you want, but a lot of people have seen it by now, of former Chief Justice Warren Berger, who retired in 86. He retired in 86, and uh, Nixon kicked William Rehnquist up to Chief Justice to replace Warren Berger. And so the associate justice position was filled by Antonin Scalia. So there you have it, 1986. Five years later, Warren Berger, five years retired, says, and the clip's all over the place. It was He said it on, on C-SPAN, it's everywhere, that the interpretation of the Second Amendment by people who want to defend unfettered access to guns is the biggest load of shit he's ever heard. He doesn't quite use those words, but he's damn close. It is the biggest scam ever. Who are you kidding? There's no way. That, and Warren Berger was no liberal. Warren Berger was appointed by Richard E. Nixon to be uh, the chief justice. And he was no lefty. Uh, he was appointed by the president who made law and order the uh, ticket to getting elected in 68. And we so, know what law and order meant. It means we're going to keep... have 20 shows. You have 20 shows. They're going to run forever, produced by Dick Wolf, <laughs> no, and we're going to lose our minds. Okay? That's means, what law and order meant. It means we're going we're to keep those hippies and their black folks in their part of town, and we're going to take care of them. Don't you worry, good white people. That's what law and order well, meant in 1968. Well, here's what, no, here's what well, law and order now, and people don't know about that. What law and order, as it's spoken now, is law and order means street crime by black people. That's okay. Correct. That's correct. Law and order does not mean attempts to overthrow yeah. the United States government. That's right. At the Capitol on January sixth. That's not about law and order. Yeah. Okay. That has nothing to do with law and correct. order. Correct. So get get that straight, liberal. Get it straight. Uh, uh, law and order. Yeah. We we finish up on this. Lee Greenwood's out. Canceling the NRA appearance, not only doing that, but announcing it on Fox and Friends on Friday, Brad. Fox, he said, I just can't. I'm going to get the exact quote from Lee Greenwood. During an appearance on Fox and Friends, Greenwood added, for me to go and play the NRA just days after the shooting would be an endorsement. And people would deem that as me saying, I like this weapon. Obviously, that weapon killed kids. I just couldn't go. The host of the Fox News Morning Program quickly changed the subject. So, Lee, eat, eat any good sandwiches lately? What do you think of that return of that crunch wrap at Taco Bell? That Mexican pizza's back, too. Is that good? Well, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you you uh, dropped that one in there. I didn't see it. I hadn't seen it. Um, because, again, 
I hate to even sound like incrementalism is definitely the way to get this done. Um, Because we've been incrementally permitting the uh, mass murder of uh, people in schools, in movie theaters, in grocery stores, in churches for decades. And by the way, uh, keep it in mind, the original mass murder uh, in the modern era is Charles Whitman at the University of Texas in the tower there in 1966, knocking off about 15 people. So this is not a new thing. 1966, I believe... I believe that's the year of uh, Rubber Soul and Revolver for you Beatles fans. Oh, good times. Yeah, both both yeah. albums. Right, right. Um, so if, if we're, we're at that point, and, and so a couple of days ago, it was John Voigt. John Voigt jumped off the train. Here's Lee Greenwood jumping off the train. Now, does that mean anything? No, except it means something because, well, I know, of course, it makes it that much more difficult to book uh, quality entertainment at right-wing events. <laughs> there are just fewer and fewer people that are going to be uh, available to, to get out there. Um, now, here's the thing that would really uh, put it over for, for me with Lee Greenwood, who I don't know that well. I just know him from that song. I know he's had a pretty good career. and He's a pretty big star. Um, but he's obviously played the game, and he is not – stood in the way of the use of that song, I think, in a disgusting way mm. by politicians. If he said, Trump, no more, don't play it. Because, you know, Trump has changed the song at the end. He's changed it from you can't always get what you want to YMCA. He's, <laughs> he's right? He's, he's changed. Please, please God, music. please God, in, in a couple of years, let me have an appearance with Trump and Mark Robinson on stage as YMCA wraps up something. Please, God, let me see that before I die. And I'll be happy to go right after that. <laughs> uh, but if Lee Greenwood didn't just say, well, I didn't show up at the NRA convention because that would look like an endorsement. And that gives space to the gun nuts to go, no, Lee, you could have gone. We understand. We don't want children to die either. See, to me, yeah, that's good, mm-hmm. but it's not as good as it could be and should be. If Lee Greenwood is sincere, if he's had a change of heart, if he's figured out he's been used as a tool by gun nuts and right wingers and Trump and and everyone else to take that song and give it meaning that I'm sure he had no intention of it having when he when he wrote the song, then he would say to Donald Trump, find another tune find another tune in which case trump would still use it because he's such a prick um but it would be great i'd like to i'd like to see that and um so there were a couple other people that 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 backed out also it wasn't just lee lee greenwood it just meant that ted nugent had to play two sets i think is what it meant well okay so at the nra it was a win right (laughs) of course (laughs) here it is there's nothing like a twin spin from <laughs> Ted Nugent from, from the Motor City Matter. I and mean, if you like nine minutes of Stranglehold, you're going to love 20 minutes of it. Here we go. 